0: Welcome to extraterrestrial reality. This week, the top United States aerospace organization stated that UAP pose a threat and that they plan to launch a study to find out what they are. Anyway, there was a big article here in Politico about this. And the headline reads, New Territory, America's Top Aerospace Sleuths, Join UFO Hunt. The country's largest largest organization of technical experts has concluded that recent incursions pose a safety hazard to aircraft. Uh, and you have to think about this. Now, this is the biggest organization uh of, of engineers and scientists in the United States in, in the aerospace field and they're saying that there's something uh, dangerous about these objects and we need to look at it, we need to study it this is, this is a big story folks and uh, you have to uh, this is now in addition to all these other studies that have been launched uh, you have the NASA launched its own study uh, recently, you have the Congress uh, instructing the Pentagon to study UAP and there's that new office now ARROW Uh, And you have other independent studies like the Galileo Project. Uh, You have UAPX. And now you have this one. Anyway, continuing with this story. America's top aerospace engineers and scientists are joining forces to protect us from UFOs. The country's largest organization of government and private sector technical experts is launching a project to study unidentified aerial phenomena after concluding that recent incursions by mysterious craft, pose a safety hazard to military and commercial aircraft, according to people involved in the effort. The American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, which includes among its members the country's largest defense and NASA contractors, has established three committees to study the technology, how incursions affect pilot and passenger safety, and to coordinate with government agencies and international researchers, also focused on the topic. We're stepping in a new territory, said Ryan Graves, a former Navy fighter pilot and defense contractor who is co-chairing AIAA's Unidentified Aerospace Phenomena Community of Interest. He's joined by Ravi Kaparapu, a planetary scientist at NASA who is studying the potential habitability of Earth-like planets. This topic is not for everyone, added Graves, who came forward with his own experience with UFOs hovering over his F-A-18 Hornet fighter jet in 2014 and 2015. It is not about forcing people to look into this if they are not ready yet. People have to come to terms with it. Well, yes, that's a very true statement. That's a very provocative statement. Uh, You know, uh, yeah, you're not forcing people to look into it if they're not ready for it yet. Uh, But at the same time, people need to come to terms with it. It's reality uh th- these things are real and actually you know Graves was recently on the Joe Rogan show and uh he's talked about this before he's talked about him and other pilots in 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 2014 2000, uh, navy pilots 2014 2015 seeing these uh these cube shaped objects inside spheres just floating around you know you know some you know sometimes they almost wreck into them so obviously they're a hazard and uh, nobody seems to know who, where they're coming from, or who's operating them, and who's controlling them. Or you know, and so it, it needs to be looked at, and that's why this group of uh, the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, Astronautics uh, thinks it's important, and uh, it needs to be studied. Anyway, continuing with the article, but Graves said that scores of members of the thirty thousand strong AIAA drawn from aerospace contractors, government agencies, think tanks, and startups, have already signed on to the effort and are super excited about what we are doing. There is more than we can handle right now, he said, describing those who have come forward to lend their expertise as running the gamut from people that have 30-plus years at NASA to non-traditional members from the tech community. We have to take bits from a lot of different things and combine them together in new ways to get answers, he added. The initiative, which was approved by the AIAA Council of Directors, is expected to be announced on Thursday. The move comes as Congress has taken additional steps to compel the Pentagon and intelligence agencies to study UFOs and share what they discover with oversight committees and the public. Among them was the establishment this summer of a more expansive All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office at the Pentagon, or ARROW, That is also studying unidentified undersea vehicles. NASA also announced its own UAP study in June. Meanwhile, new legislation moving through Congress as part of the annual Defense and Intelligence Policy Bills goes further. The National Defense Authorization Act passed by the House in July would establish new procedures for current or former government officials to come forward with any information they may have about ufos without fear of reprisal the proposed intelligence bill also directs the government accountability office to undertake a historical recounting of government efforts involving ufos over the past 75 years including any recovery of ufo technology or government efforts to spread disinformation about the subject i just want to stop there for a second now I'm not sure if the government accountability office is going to be able to find any of this stuff like the uh it's a lot of this stuff if it's in majestic 12 if they've been sitting on this stuff I don't think these things uh, you know were made available to anybody I mean I think it's above top secret and I don't think any efforts to spread disinformation about the subject that I don't see how the uh, the GAO is going to find that information I, you know unless there's a whistleblower that steps forward maybe and provides documentation but I just don't know how that's possible because I don't think this information. I think that there's there's the 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 amount of people that have access to this that had access to this information and still have access right now has been extremely limited. I mean, now we don't know if it's still called Majestic Twelve, but apparently that's what it was called in 1947 when it was formed by President Truman. But I'm just not sure if they're going to be able to find anything there. It's got, that's why I think it's important that this legislation, once it passes, a lot of people are saying it's going to pass. You know, it could pass by December. You know, after the midterms in November. And hopefully, the Congress passes this in November, and then the President signs the bill. If that passes, then that means whistleblowers could step forward, and they're, they're not going to get, uh, you know, they're not going to face any kind of retribution uh, for blowing the whistle on what they know. And uh, I'm really excited about that, and hopefully, some people do step forward, but uh, we'll see, I guess. Uh, anyway, continuing with this article The Pentagon is also compiling a report to Congress due at the end of the month. On its latest UFO findings, the report is still scheduled to be submitted to Congress on the 31st, Pentagon spokesperson Susan Goff said in an email, but having an established group such as AIAA, founded in 1963 as the principal professional organization for aerospace scientists and engineers, entered the debate is seen by longtime UFO researchers as a turning point it is a turning point i'll stop right there i mean it is a turning point i mean this is big time we never had anything like this in the past i mean my gosh i mean uh i mean all these different studies and now you have this i mean this is the top group uh, uh, of engineers and uh work you know working for the government government contractors over all these years and this is the top group and they're saying hey there's something to this and uh uh, we need to look into this. The AI double I mean, this is big time to have an organization like that saying that they want to study it now. I mean, something seems like it's happening, doesn't it? I mean, and this is huge. This is huge. Anyway, continuing, uh, we, we were wallowing in the fringe realm, said David Marler, executive director of the newly formed National UFO Historical Records Center in Albuquerque. Al- Albuquerque, New Mexico, the largest United States-based repository of related archives. We need people much smarter than ourselves, and from specific disciplines, to provide credibility and layers of expertise to look at the data. And that is very true, right? I'm just going to stop here for a second. That is very true. You need uh, people uh, who are, are scientists. You know, people who have PhDs. You know, you need to have the smartest people in the world looking at this and and giving people answers you, you i mean basically what it is what it is is it now you have a few people in the pentagon some whistleblowers you have people like lou elizondo stepping forward uh, but the rest the, the rest of the people talking about this are people like me right people have no access to anything but had their own experiences and read a lot of books and and just know that there's something going on based on their own experiences and the research done by other ufo researchers so we need there needs to be people looking into this and and you know experts, people at the uh, at the top of the uh, scientific ladder, the top of the engineering ladders, uh, coming forward and looking at this. That's this is great. This is great stuff. Anyway, continuing, the AIAA initiative is focused primarily on the flight safety implications of unannounced craft introduced intruding into protected military airspace or traveling dangerously close to commercial flights. Graves cited as an example the 11 near-misses since 2019 involving UFOs coming within 500 feet of an aircraft that Scott Bray, the Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, reported to Congress in May during its first public hearing on the topic in more than five decades. It's almost like seeing a bullet go past you as a pilot, right, Graves said. People have no idea what's going on. It's going to frighten people. You better believe it's going to frighten people, particularly the people that uh, are living with their heads in the, in the sand. I mean, there are the people who are going to be really frightened. Uh, it's gonna basically uh, once this information starts coming out, the debunkers are gonna be out of a job. They're gonna have to find a new, a new uh, uh, some new something else, to, different to do. You know, a new profession. I don't know what debunking something else, uh, maybe debunking Bigfoot or uh, Nessie, some things like that. Uh, so it's, yes, there's a lot of people gonna be frightened, and a lot of people are gonna be mad, and uh, a lot of people are gonna be out of a job. Anyway. The AIAA effort, according to an internal briefing, is being driven by the belief that the uncertainty about UFOs is exposing pilots, passengers, and military forces to unaddressed risks. Its mission statement is to improve aviation safety by enhancing scientific knowledge of and mitigating barriers to the study of unidentified aerial phenomena, and it contends that AIAA is singularly situated to serve our government and citizens as a neutral scientific-slash-engineering resource. But while the initiative is focused primarily on addressing safety hazards, Graves maintains that the ultimate intent is to learn more about those UFOs that are truly unexplained. The vast majority of reported sightings can be explained, he believes, such as a drone that was carried by a hurricane 500 miles up. Most of it will go into an explain bucket at some point, Graves said. Our primary focus is to apply engineering and scientific effort and energy to the anomalous data set. It's not about focusing on adversarial drone programs or drone incursions into military airspace." The new AIAA committee studying the hardware of such unexplained craft has a series of studies underway. It hopes to complete a scientific framework for cataloging the means for detecting UFOs by the end of the year. By the end of 2023, it plans to release its first state of tech report, followed by a peer-reviewed research manuscript in early 2024, detailing the methodologies for evaluating UFOs. The more people, the more disciplines looking at the subject, Marler said, the better it bodes for the future in terms of getting some semblance of understanding of the mystery. And I will leave this political article, the link for it, in the description. Uh, I think you should check it out. Uh, Politico did a really nice job here on reporting this. But of course... Uh, you know a lot of people uh who are s- just starting to get into this uh some people that became interested in it since two thousand seventeen a lot of people are under the impression uh I believe still that uh people ha- that the go- governments of the world the military uh that really they haven't really started noticing these 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 things since two thousand four since the David Fravor incident because that's basically the, uh, the one of the first reports you know the that was talked about uh, this has been going on for since at least 47 right uh, where uh <laughs> there's these things have always UFOs have always posed a danger i mean always posed a danger i know i just talked about it in a recent podcast i mean you could read books by but you know the UFOs and the National Security State volumes 1 and 2 by Richard Dolan need to know by Timothy Good there's these books have so many different incidents that they've collected uh, like that's happened over there there's been military jets that went out chasing after flying saucers they got disintegrated some of them some of them never returned you know there's all there's a bunch of different stories this has been going on for years and actually i mean here's this there was a something that happened it was in uh in the early 70s uh and this is uh i mean one of these U a flying saucer almost wrecked into an army helicopter and i i dug up this article this is from 2013 and this was in the huffington post um and i'll i'm gonna read this article it says army helicopters ufo scare still a mystery 40 years later well it's actually 49 years later because this was um this was released in 2013 40 years ago today, a four-man crew of an an Army Reserve helicopter was flying over Mansfield, Ohio, around 11 p.m. when they encountered a near mid-air collision with an unidentified flying object, according to the official report signed and submitted by the crew after the incident. A full explanation of this terrifying UFO encounter has never been offered, and to this day, the helicopter UFO incident remains one of the most credible and terrifying in the history of the subject. The commander of the helicopter, uh Major Larry Coyne and his crew thought at first that the light on the horizon was a radio tower beacon. We were flying along at about 2,500 feet when the crew chief on the helicopter observed the red light on the east horizon. He then informed me that the light was closing on the helicopter and it was coming at us on a collision course, Coyne told this reporter in 1975. I looked to the right and observed that the object became bigger and the light became brighter and I began to descend the helicopter toward the ground to get out of the collision course path. We were descending and this object was like a missile locked onto the helicopter only it came at us on a perpendicular angle to hit us almost broadside. It looked like we were going to collide with it and we braced for impact and then I heard the crewmen in the back say look up and i observed this craft stopped directly in front of us stopped it was hovering right over the helicopter helicopter with the unknown object hovering in the air above the helicopter coin and his crew suddenly noticed a light coming out of the aft end of it a light that swung 90 degrees and came into their cabin it was a bright green light and all the red Night lights that we utilize for night navigation were dissolved in this green light. The whole cabin turned green. It hit, us, hit all of us directly in the face. Coyne and his crew knew they were encountering something extraordinary. We assumed it was a high-performance fighter, but when it stopped directly in front of us, then all four of us realized that was no high-performance aircraft. This craft, from the angle that we saw, was a cigar-shaped that had no wings, no vertical or horizontal stabilizer, was approximately 60 feet long, 15 to 20 feet in height. What occurred next was like something out of science fiction. We were at 1,700 feet, Coyne recalled. Then this craft began to move slowly to the west away from us. At this time, I was worried we were going to hit the ground. And I looked at my altimeter and our helicopter was at 3,500 feet, climbing a 1,000 feet a minute with no changes in the control. We went from 1,700 feet to 3,500 feet in a matter of seconds and never knew it. The helicopter topped out at 3,800 feet and the four men felt a bump like turbulence at which time we had control of the aircraft again. I had control... And we went back down to 2,500 feet and then con- continued on to Cleveland, Coyne said. As far as the vehicle itself, there's no doubt in our minds what it looked like. A craft that can move at terrific speeds in excess of a 1,000 knots and then stop on a dime, maintains altitude, can change altitude, climb, descend. To encounter a UFO when it approaches your aircraft, you have no idea what it is. I think if it wanted to collide with us, it could have. You can't get away from it. You don't have that much time to respond. Lending credibility to this case were eyewitnesses on the ground who observed the UFO helicopter encounter. The Army didn't prevent Coyne and his, and his crew from speaking out about their experience. In fact, Coin was allowed to recount the UFO incident to the United, States, United Nations in 1978. As, uh, and that, that was interesting that they did that. Anyway, the 1973 UFO incident, while certainly dramatic and terrifying for the helicopter crew involved, is not the only time that conventional aircraft have had encounters with unknown objects. Many crew... Many many crew members of major airlines have witnessed unusual unusual objects near their aircraft, but have been reluctant to tell their stories publicly. In 1999, Richard Haynes, a retired senior research scientist for the NASA Ames Research Center in California, created the National Aviation Reporting Center on Anomalous Phenomena, or NARCAP, to give pilots and air traffic controllers a confidential place to report their own unusual sightings of what Haynes refers to as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or UAP. We have two objectives, to make flying safer with regard to unidentified and poorly understood phenomena in the atmosphere, and the second objective is to collect, analyze, and then report high-quality data from the aerospace world on the phenomena to help us understand them better, Haynes uh, told the Huffington Post. Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of this, but I will leave the article there. There's a lot more to read there. But, uh, you know, this is just one case in many, one case in many, 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 many cases this has been going on all the time for you know. Luckily, nothing happened. I you know there was there were people in a car underneath this that saw this whole thing go down when when Coin and his crew had that encounter where it seemed like they almost this object almost wrecked into them. Um, but you know, it's you know again like we, we, this has always been a problem Mil- the military has been li- has been lying about this and and downplaying this you know for decades i mean they've they've stated be and until recent years it's always been oh there's nothing to this there's nothing to this at all don't worry about it uh the ufo's have never shown that they pose a threat the, you know um th- that's the kind of things that they would always say it is strange though that they that the army didn't prevent coin from talking about this incident uh I, I don't know what, because <laughs> usually they do. Usually these kind of things get covered up. Maybe it had something to do with the people in the car that underneath that saw it. I don't know, but it's just strange that the army actually allowed Coin to talk about this incident publicly. But for the, all these years, until recent years, you know, they, they've always military officials have always stated that hey, uh, UFOs have, show, have shown no that there doesn't seem like there's there are a threat at all, and uh, and there's nothing to worry about. Um, and, and a lot of them could always be explained They always like to say that one Oh, a lot of them could be explained Well, yeah, of course a lot of them could be explained Like we're a bunch of dummies or something Of course a lot of them could be explained A lot of things are misidentified and But we all know that they're not all That a lot of them can't be explained There are some things that happen out there That cannot be explained I know because I saw one So in 1994 So I know I know for a fact that there's things out there That are unexplainable There's no way that these things were manufactured on Earth there's just a lot of incidents like this. Uh, there's a lot of people who've encountered this, a lot of people who reported this over the years. Uh, but it seems like we're uh, we're only now finally, you know, getting to that point where the government's starting to admit it. I, I'm going to, I forgive the government. once this disclosure, whether it happens by the government's own doing or it happens where they have no choice, where there's an event that occurs that... Uh, you know that that makes it impossible to deny anymore that there is an extraterrestrial presence here. I, I, I'm I'm going to move on. I'm not going to worry about what happened in the past. I'm not going to worry about the cover up. However, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to make this a thing. Uh, there's going to be a lot of scientists and and debunkers who, for years now, have been making fools out of themselves. Uh, despite the fact that there's a lot of us been trying to tell them, you know, you, you try to tell these people and they just don't listen and they just continue with this nonsense that they do. Uh, but it's th- that's their own fault. But they're going to be the, a lot. It's not all of them. Some of them are, will be act like adults, but some of them are going to be some scientists and some uh, you know, and, and not just scientists and debunkers, but there's going to be some people that feel like they were uh, fooled for a long time, and they really were. But you have to understand. Uh, I I understand why this was initially covered up. Uh, I don't understand why it's been take why it's t- taken so long to finally get to this point. It, uh, 75 years is just way too long in my in my estimation. However, at the same time. I, I i we we need to forget about the past and worry about the present and the future that that's where i'm at i, I don't care about the cover-up in the past but i think the government needs to start you know and they are they're they're coming out with this slowly it looks like i mean when you look at the story that we just went through here the uh the ai double a doing you know stating that these things are dangerous obviously they pose a threat and we need to study they're going to study it now too so you have all these you know studies going on um and so it's something's happening but unfortunately the one problem you know the one problem that is that's not being looked at they're looking at the objects and that's great that's fantastic we're going to get to a point when finally someone's going to stay yeah we think it's extraterrestrial we're going to get to that to that hill at some point here with i don't know when it's going to happen but we're going to get there it seems like it's going to happen probably sooner more than later right now I'll, i'll say this today right but maybe tomorrow i'll feel differently about it but you know Uh, But there are other things we need to worry about, too, in addition to the problems that these objects pose to our aircraft. There's other things we need to worry about. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of those other things that we need to worry about. Okay, we are back, and... uh I, well while I find it awesome that we have yet another big study getting launched here by uh, the AIAA uh you know being announced uh, it's basically uh, you know being announced this week uh, I think that's awesome I think it's awesome that the uh, basically the the country's largest organization of government and private sector technical experts the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics is is basically coming out and stating that what from what they see right, UAP. They're a safety hazard, and we need to. We're going to study this. I think that's fantastic. While we're doing what, that while those kind of things are moving forward, while the Congress continues to, you know, move forward with legislation, uh, looks like it's going to get passed soon. That's going to basically provide whistleblower protection uh, to people who want to, people who know things within the Pentagon, insiders who who know things and maybe want to talk about it, but they can't because there's going to be retribution. But once this legislation passes, that regis- there won't be any retribution. Uh, that's great. All that stuff is great, right? But it seems like the focus is on the objects themselves, like trying to figure out what the objects are themselves, and that's that's fantastic. I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. It is a good thing. It's a great thing. But the focus needs to be on some other aspects of this whole phenomenon too. It, it just can't be focused on what the objects are doing. I mean, because. I mean, we need to accept this, okay? Yes, a lot of these things could be explained, right? There's no question about it. Probably, you know, a vast majority of UFO sightings probably have a prosaic explanation. I I, I agree with that. Uh, but some things do not, right? And so we know this. There's been so many incidents over these past 75 years now uh, that we know for a fact that there's things out there that obviously were not created by humankind, obviously. It's just it's common sense, right? So we we have to accept that i mean it's that's what it is it's it's some non-human intelligence i mean there's just too many people that have seen beings that aren't humans right that are associated with these craft when they're landed or showing up in someone's house or causing them to you know basically controlling them somehow mentally telepathically causing someone who's driving down the highway basically to drive off the highway against their will and 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 pull in front of a flying saucer and then be escorted onto a a flying saucer and examined by alien beings okay like there needs to be a focus on that too there's no study at, at yet with that and and maybe that's going to come and maybe you know there, some people behind the scenes realize that that need, there, there needs to be something publicly you know and I understand in a way why it's not happening now because for right now we're like we're in this slow disclosure process. They're they're still pretending like they don't know what it is, right? We we could be Russian or Chinese, right? That kind of stuff. Even though a lot of us know for a fact that it's not Russian or Chinese, right? It's something from another planet. There's beings from another planet coming here, and they're up to something, right? And there's just so many different reports and so many different researchers have looked into this. There, there's been thousands of people who claim to have been abducted. I mean, we have all these issues, these other issues, uh, in addition to, you know, the, the problems that these things pose to aircraft, our aircraft. They have, obviously, they could crash into us. They could actually destroy us. There's been so many different reports of that happening over the years, actually. Especially early on in the 50s and 60s, there was some cases where people tried to shoot these things down, and the, the, the UFOs, the flying saucers, shot back and basically disintegrated the aircraft. There was a lot of people that went out chasing after them in jet fighters and never returned. There's a lot of reports like this. So yes, that's a concern, but there's other concerns here. What are they doing? I mean, that's the other, that's the big con- That's There needs to be a scientific study at that. And so we, we, but it seems like we need to wait until the government, somebody in a high place, right, says, comes out and just says, tells the world, we think these are extraterrestrial. Like once we get to the, that point, right, we need to get to that point, is what I'm saying. We're not getting to that point quick enough, you know, as far as I'm concerned, right? Uh, it needs to be stated that, hey, these things are extraterrestrial. And then, then we could take it to the next stage. Okay, they're extraterrestrial. What are they up to? Then once, once the world accepts, you know, once the wor- world hears from the government leaders of the world, yes, these are extrater. we believe these craft are extraterrestrial, then we could say, okay, we need to look into these cattle mutilations and uh, potential abductions. Like, there needs to be something done with that. Uh, it could be too late you know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's just, it might be too late right now. It might've been too late 15, 20, 30 years ago. It might, we not, we, in fact, we might never have a chance anyway to stop whatever they're doing. If there's this hybridization program and they're tr- slowly trying to take us over, it it's, it could be too late. You know, uh, There's a lot of, you know, some of these books by David Jacobs will blow your mind. The Threat, I've talked about these books before. Uh, Living, uh, uh, living, uh, Walking Among Us was another book, you know. These books are scary, and and but he did the research. He's he did the research himself. He's met with these people. He's he's talked with hundreds of hundreds of different people over the years, and 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 and, and had all of them under hypnotic regression, and they all told very similar stories. And when you put all the pieces together, it the story is is that these beings are basically taking, uh, creating a hybrid race, and they're and they're basically populating the earth with some of these people they're, they're these beings these, hybr- uh, these hybrids right they're, they're here they're already here they've been here they're, they're, they're living among us some of them according to people like Jacobs and other researchers uh, is it too late to figure out what they're up to and what they're trying to do here I mean are we done I mean I guess that's the question uh, if for all we know there might be some of us that are actually hybrids and we don't even freaking know it this has been going on so long now. This program has been going on so long that there might be some people that actually out there. They just don't even know it. They're out there and they're just going about their business and they have no idea yet. And they won't be activated until whatever this big plan is that these aliens have. Like, like again, Jacobs talks about some uh, the change is coming. There's a change going to happen in some some point in the future, right? The change is. I don't know. if... Now, again, this is all speculation, and this is you know, this is what he's learned. I don't know if it's again. I don't know if all this is true, but I think at the same time, based on, I know that these beings exist. I know that there's an extraterrestrial beings around. I, I there was a presence in my room when I was a kid, so I know for a fact that that's going on. That's the only encounter that i uh, that i know of i mean I've, I've lived a long life now and that's the only thing that i know of but i know because of that incident that that these things are real right so they're up to something right there's there's other people that encounter these things on a regular basis it's we we have more to worry about than uh, aircraft our aircraft uh, getting uh, crashing into a ufo we have more to worry about than just that I am glad with all these studies, again, like I, like I said before, but we need to worry about all these other things. What are they doing? What's going on here? What are they up to? Are they trying to take over the world somehow, like right in front of our eyes, and we can't see it? We can't see it happening. Or do people in the government have any idea about this? Are they doing anything? Are there any science? See, this is the problem. You need every scientist in the world looking at it. If this is what is happening, we need to be talking about this i don't know i to me it's just like there's it feels like there needs to be more than just studies of ufos of the objects themselves yes they do pose a threat i'm glad for those studies right and I, I just feel impatient waiting, waiting till till, till we get to, to the point when finally it's stated, you know, publicly by officials, you know, high up people that are, that we elect or, you know, people that uh, have been working uh, in, in top secret programs for, for decades to come forward. We, we, it seems like we have to wait for these people to come up and to tell the rest of the world so everybody knows. Because nobody's going to just listen to people like me, like singular people that have no, no position, right? I have no position. David Jake was he's, you know... There's a lot of people out there, you know, like David Jacobs. He's a PhD that studied this, right? Uh, but but he's not someone in the government. The government could just. It seems like whatever the government tells the tells the people, the people, most of the people believe it. And it's, it, and and I understand why the government has lied by this, lied about this for all these years. That that makes sense to me. I mean, I understand why the lie started initially, right? I don't understand why they're taking so long to come out with it. It's, this should have started coming out a lot quicker than two thousand seventeen. Uh, it it, it could be too late whatever's going on i i I don't know i again i just think that this is something that needs to be there needs to be other studies in addition in addition to studying the objects themselves there needs that the people who are getting abducted need to be studied by large groups of different scientific organizations like you know cattle mutilations you know we that needs to be studied by you know top scientists you know we need to get all it's not just the objects there's other things associated with this right that need to be studied by by the top scientists and engineers of the world right these groups need to look more into it than just the objects themselves and try to determine what they are i mean they're extraterrestrial that's going to be if they're not extraterrestrial i always say extraterrestrial be that that's a placeholder if they're not extraterrestrial some people say ultra whatever they are right they're non-human I, I we could use extraterrestrial as a place uh, p- uh place card until a placeholder until we know for sure right but i believe that they're extraterrestrial right but they're, they're not human whatever that's going on there's a non-human entity here and and the world needs to accept it already right, the government needs to come out, we can't, we're playing these games too long, we're still stretching it out too long, it's too long, like, I don't know whose, whose idea this was to stretch this out too long, yeah, okay, yeah, things are starting to turn now, right, yeah, things are starting to turn now, but it's still not quick enough, you know, anyway, well, we'll see what happens i guess i i again I, I and i know i said this before i've i've i've, I've said it before in the past that we, we we need other studies not just on the objects themselves we need studies of the people who claim to be abducted you know uh because obviously uh, all these people aren't crazy they're not they're not crazy none of them are no, so, okay some of them here and there might be a lion right but for the most part these people aren't crazy they're telling the truth okay uh uh, the cattle you know you can't fake a cattle mutilation right there's no explanation all these has been going on that for we know for a fact it's been going on since the 60s right no nobody's there was no satanic cult that ever been arrested for it not yet anyway all these years right over 50 years now that we know of, 50 oh well over 50 years since the, the first one that we really know about was 1967 although there have been other reports before that but it really didn't be start becoming a thing until around 1967 uh people like Linda Moulton Howe did a great job investigating these things and there's you know it's UFOs it's it's aliens that are doing it that's who's doing it but again the scientific the, the, the scientific community you know the top scientific organizations needed should have been looking at this a long time ago I mean what are they waiting for you you already have the government telling you right now for for the last 5 years now saying oh whoa, whoa, there's objects out there we don't know what they are they're finally starting to come clean you can't see this you can't see that this is a slow disclosure Come on, snap out of it, snap out of it. There's more to it than just the objects. There's, there's beings here and they're up to no good.